Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the Off the Shelf Podcast. I am your host, as always, Fatal Joystick 69 here. Sorry we're a day late, just gonna get that out of the way early. Um, I've got quite a few things I want to talk about. Um, as a lot of you know, I have been very Bethesda heavy recently on this podcast due to certain reasons, and we are on the twilight of E3. E3 has officially ended today. I unfortunately did not get to look at the Sony or Nintendo showcases. I will look at those sometime this week and evaluate them and review them next week. However, I did see the Microsoft and Bethesda, uh, well, actually EA, Microsoft, and Bethesda showcases um, are, are the ones that I really watched. Um, the E3 showcase, um, we got a little bit uh, of information on the uh, Star Wars game that they're making, the story-based Star Wars game, the RPG. Uh, well, we assume it's an RPG. It's called uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi of the Fallen Order or something like that. Um, sorry, I'm my notes disappeared on me here, but it, it's some somewhere along that line. We got a name, and we got almost a for sure indication that at next year's E3, we're going to see the game uh, more. It was kind of announced last year, uh, or the year before, I'm not really remembering, but it was kind of somewhat announced, but we do know it takes places uh, during the events of episode 3 and 4, which is what it seems like a lot of the stories that are coming out uh, are about because there's a lot of dark area there that's not really talked about. Um, and so I guess they want to really kind of drive in that time period of the Empire has won, the Jedi have fallen, and it's the the state of the galaxy with the Empire now in charge. Um so we got a little bit of that. We got uh, Clone Wars DLC announcement for uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, not Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront 2. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, we got Battlefield 5 coming out, uh, which is getting its own Battle Royale mode. Uh, so that's pretty much all I have for the EA press conference is that little bit of the Star Wars tidbit there. Um and so we're just trying to uh, essentially essentially I'm excited this new Star Wars game sounds really really fun sounds really really good uh, I'm excited for it um, and I hope you guys are excited for it too uh, Next on the dock, we have the Microsoft press conference. Like I said, I don't have my notes here, so I'm just trying to remember it. Um, so the Microsoft press conference, uh, they talked about acquiring five new studios that they added. Um, we got the official trailer for Fallout 76 during this time. And sorry, guys, my phone is going off like crazy. Um, so we got the official trailer for Fallout 76. I will get into that during my Bethesda showcase talk, as you can hear. Um, we got 
I mean, there is just so much jam-packed in this Microsoft uh, showcase. I mean, they had over 50 titles with, like, 18 exclusives and, uh, like, 10 world premieres or something like that. Uh, We got the Cyberpunk 2077 game, which is made by those uh, who made Witcher 3. For those of you that are interested, we got our first official look and... uh, pretty much confirmed official that Kingdom Hearts 3 will be on Xbox One with a gameplay trailer with English uh, dubbed, English dubbing uh, on that trailer, and it's it looks phenomenal, guys. Kingdom Hearts 3 is a game I've been waiting for years on, uh, 12 to be exact. I think a lot of us have. So that's a game that's coming to Xbox One, which I'm excited for, which means I just do not have to get a PlayStation 4. Thank you. Um, let's see, what else can I remember from the Microsoft press conference? Like I said, my notes were deleted, and then I also hand-wrote some stuff that I just absolutely could not find. Uh, very unprepared for this podcast, I tell you what. Um, let's see, we had Forza Horizon. Uh, no shocker there. We were hoping for some Fable stuff. We didn't get anything Fable-related. Um, we got Crackdown 3. Oh, we got Halo Infinite, which uh, pretty much is just the assumption that it's Halo 6. In my eyes, I'll probably pick it up and play it. Uh, Gears of War 5, which is exciting. Um, it's going to have a female lead in this game with Cat. Um, I know my cousin, who is a big gay... Uh, a big gamer and a big Gears of War fan. He uh, he really likes to play female-driven games. Uh, and so I'm sure he's going to be really excited about that. Um, me, uh, I'll play it. You know, I've played every Gears game. Gears is my favorite shooter franchise. So I'll, I'll end up playing it. Um, let's see. We had a couple indie games kind of announced. Uh, they they really brought in heavy about their five new acquisitions that they made. They cr- created a whole new studio. Um, so there, there's a lot going on at Microsoft in the future. Um, but as for the now, I mean, a lot of it was, you know, just kind of the next step in a lot of their franchises. Um, to me, nothing really new that I would play that kind of stood out. I mean, there was a couple you know, Japan ports and stuff like that, but for me personally, there wasn't really, um, a lot of, like, new IPs or anything like that that kind of drew my eye, uh, like I said, for me personally. For other people who may have watched it or, uh, have read the news about it, um, that's for you to decide. Um, okay, now, here's the big topic that I've just been clamoring to sit down and do this podcast for is the Bethesda showcase that was the whole main thing of you know my shtick for watching E3 was the Bethesda showcase um so we got Doom 2 uh we got an extensive look at the Rage 2 game um you know there was sorry my computer made a noise there you know, pretty much they just kind of came out and said, you know, hey, we have Prey coming out, and we've got DLC for Prey, uh, Prey on VR, we got, um, I want to say Wolfenstein on VR, 
I could be wrong on that one, but uh, they also had some new Wolfenstein stuff coming out. Um, of course, Doom 2, Rage 2. And then uh, a couple of the small things I want to talk about before I get into the big two, or the big three of the Bethesda showcase. Um, of course, they, they talked a, a little bit of the ESO, Somerset Isle, and some bigger things coming for ESO. Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, they talked about that, some expansions for that. They talked about how successful Pip-Boy, or uh, Fallout uh, Shelter, sorry, not Pip-Boy, Fallout Shelter, is considered their most successful game by them for being a mobile game because it has been played by more they said that they it has been played by more people than they have played any of th- that have played any of their other games combined is what they said um and then they introduced a new mobile game that excited me but also scared me at the same time um they reintroduced the Elder Scrolls Blades, which was going to be an old, uh, a lot of people kind of you know know about this if you're really into Elder Scrolls games. Um, there was actually back in the original days when you had those sideways Nokia kind of game slash phones. Um, they were actually looking to make uh, a game for that, and it was Elder Scrolls Blades was the title of it, and. I believe that they took that idea and they kind of scrapped it because it wouldn't work, and that eventually became Oblivion, I think, if I remember that story correctly. I could be wrong on that. Do not quote me on that, but I believe that is what happened. And so it was an idea that they had, and it was a full-functioning Elder Scrolls game for mobile. And essentially, that's what Elder Scrolls Blades is. It kind of has that Oblivion kind of menu style um it clearly from the trailer had lots of um skyrim aesthetic ports and what i mean by that is like uh in the trailer i remember seeing some elven armor that looked exactly like skyrim the steel sword they were using looked exactly like the one from skyrim um so it looked like they probably ported a lot of their assets from skyrim into this game, which eh, kind of upsets me because I wanted to kind of maybe see new aesthetics. But uh, essentially, it's it's a full-functioning Elder Scrolls game. Uh, it takes place after the fall uh, or after the Great War between the Old Mary Dominion and the Empire and after the Blades were hunted down and you essentially play as a Blade agent who returned home to find his home decimated and... Part of the game is world building where you have to rebuild your home and you kind of make the choices on that. And the other part of the game is doing dungeon quests, which is, you know, where that kind of goes into the Elder Scrolls portion of the open world kind of aspect. But it's more like an open dungeon. dungeon. So it's kind of reminding me of like the original Elder Scrolls games where it was kind of somewhat text-based and then you'd go to a dungeon and you clear the dungeon and then you go back and be kind of text-based and all that. So... Um, that, that I will be playing, it's a free-to-play game, so, you know, I will be playing that, and I'll give my own little review about it. Um, okay, so next, the big three. First and foremost, I want to talk about their new IP, um, which is called Starfield. 
which is essentially Skyrim slash Fallout in space. It's going to be the same kind of RPG-style game where that's probably completely open world. Um, there's probably going to be maybe a couple of planets we get to go to. They may use like a like a um, kind of almost like a Mass Effect uh, transport system where you have a single ship and a crew and all that, or you may have just a single fighter ship. Um, kind of maybe like a Destiny uh, where you have a single fighter and you can kind of choose which planet you want to go to and it's just a a decent sized map but it's all open world and you can go anywhere and everywhere do anything whatever um is my assumption of what this game is going to be like we just got a small teaser trailer um which led into another teaser trailer that i will talk about last um but essentially it's it's just fallout slash skyrim in space and i'm pretty excited for it because i've always wanted to see bethesda do a space game uh or what i would really love to see them do is a star wars game if they could get the rights to do a star wars game in their skyrim slash fallout style i mean their their style fits so perfectly for that universe and i would love 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 for them to do a star wars game but unfortunately i just don't think that's going to be able to happen although maybe because they do kind of work beside with obsidian and obsidian did have the rights to star wars knights of the old republic 2 they could maybe do a remaster of that i would be down for that if they just completely remastered knights of the old republic 2 the story and everything like that in the gameplay style of Skyrim and all that, I'd be alright with that. Um, at least the concept of it, where the main story is like that, but you can kind of go out and do other things, you know, do whatever you want. Um, so I would be down for that, but um, that's just wishful thinking. But Starfield, uh, I need to see more, um, essentially, but I'll probably will pick it up and play it, um, just because if it's a, a space game, in their engine, in the way that they build their games, and the kind of that openness and that freedom to do whatever you want, then yeah, um, I'm down for it. I'm down to go into space. Um, so the next to last thing I have to talk about here, um, I'm going to talk in great detail, uh, even though I already had a full podcast episode dedicated to this particular subject. Um, but I'll just come out and say it. I'm not excited for Fallout 76. It's the Fallout 4 engine. It's set in West Virginia. Complete open world. But it's, for all intents and purposes, it is a SMO is what I'm calling it. A SPMO and SPMO is what I'm calling this a small party multiplayer online game and what I mean by that is because they said only a couple dozen people will be in one server at a time so you're not going to be on the same server with 100 to 200 to 1000 people on this small map no so they said a couple dozen people at a time and it's essentially you can all join up and rebuild the rebuild West Virginia, or you can just completely decimate and destroy each other to the point that you can even nuke each other's bases. Now, 
in retrospect, the concept sounds fun. Uh, will I pick it up and try it out and maybe even like it? Possibly. You know, I will pick it up and try it out. But really loving it or liking it is kind of up in the air. Um, I wish they would have did Elder Scrolls like this first. Um, because I think Elder Scrolls fits better with this. Uh, which I know they have ESO, but pretty much what their concept for this is but Elder Scrolls. Um, I think would have been better, especially with like arenas and stuff like that. Um, oh, speaking, uh, backtracking, in the Elder Scrolls Blades, there is an arena mode, which uh, kind of ties, you know, to the Oblivion sector of arena. Anyways, um, but Fallout 76, it's, there's no story, it's just you're a vault dweller that woke up, you just got into West Virginia, it's your purpose, you're supposed to rebuild, and for whatever reason, the other vault dwellers just think, oh, hey, you know what, I didn't like this guy to begin with, pow, 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 no one's gonna see, or, you know, whatever, I mean, it's just kind of funky, the way that that's kind of set up, um, as far as, like, a linear story goes, um, but it's, I don't know. Like like I said, I'm just going to have to pick up the game and try it, but I'm I'm not excited for it. I don't particularly care for the idea. I get what they're going for. But again, I don't particularly care for the idea. But let's not end the podcast on a bad note. Let's end it on the greatest note of all time. The fact that we got at least a small teaser trailer of The Elder Scrolls VI. Now I know what you're thinking. He was right. His hopes and his dreams were fulfilled. Bethesda delivered. Elder Scrolls VI was on stage at E3. Not as on stage as I would have liked it to be, but was I running around my apartment jumping up and down? Okay, maybe not jumping up and down, but running around my apartment pumped and hyped to all get out? Yes, I was. Um, There's already speculations of where it's at based off the trailer. Some people are saying High Rock. Um, Other people are saying maybe Elsewhere, uh, just based off of the geographic look from from that small little... uh, look of what we got in that brief teaser um i loved how they introduced it but it also confirmed that it might not be on xbox one that it might be the next generation of console gaming um which a lot of people are speculating could be the last because everything's just going to become cloud-based but um essentially they were talking about Starfield. We got the small Starfield teaser trailer and Todd Howard being Todd Howard. Uh, I think it was Todd Howard. Yeah, it was Todd Howard. He looked at everyone and said, you know, this game is, you know, it's a new IP. It's going to be adventurous. It's space. Um, and we're doing a lot of fun new ideas with it, a lot of new concepts, and a lot of those ideas are going to bleed into the next game that we know all of you have been asking for for a long time. As soon as he said that, I stood up and froze, and just my eyes glued to the TV. And we see this shot of kind of like plateau 
<coughs> excuse me, plateauy mountains, <coughs> and kind of almost like a peninsula. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> But kind of like a peninsula plateau. There was no snow, which made me happen, happy because a lot of people were just speculating that there was just going to be a Skyrim 2, which is dumb. They've never done that. But, um, so there's this plateau, kind of mountainous, kind of deserty, uh, kind of look, uh, with mountains. Uh, look like two bays of river on each side, which is where people are kind of speculating based off of Bethesda's actual world map that came with Skyrim, that it's High Rock because of, because of the certain geographical feature. And it just comes up, and you hear that classic, do, 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 kind of Elder scrolls music. And all of a sudden it just shots up and you see Elder Scrolls 6. And that's all it is. There's no surtitle or anything like that. It's just Elder Scrolls 6. It's not like Elder Scrolls 6 High Rock or Elder Scrolls 6 Molag Baog or, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, whatever. It was just Elder Scrolls 6 and... My life was complete at that moment because I knew, you know, because for a while they've been pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, saying, hey, you know, we're not working on that, we're not working on that, we're not working on that, we haven't even started, I haven't even started. So the fact that there is a world built, I don't even care if there's a story made yet, but there's a world built for Elder Scrolls Six makes me happy because it makes, it lets me know that it is officially coming out and it's been officially announced. So... It may not be till 2020, 2021 until we get Elder Scrolls Six, but at least I know it's coming out in the future sooner rather than later. Um, which is unfortunate because, again, we haven't had an Elder Scrolls game proper since 2011. It was the last time an Elder Scrolls game, uh, full-length Elder Scrolls game, non-mobile, came out. And uh, a lot of people joked when Elder Scrolls Blades came on, that uh, because they are looking to eventually take that from uh, simple mobile to all the way to PC and console, um, that they are that that was kind of going to be Elder Scrolls Six. A lot of people were kind of on Twitter and everything were joking. Oh, this is Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> Here's your Elder Scrolls Six. It's a mobile game, <laughs> you know. And uh, another kind of tidbit from the Bethesda showcase that I do want to talk about is that hilarious video of them making fun of themselves for porting Skyrim to every known device known to man. Um, it, it opened with, uh, I forget his name, but he's from Key and Peele. He's the bald-headed uh, slender guy, the one, you know, that uh, the video floats around. He's like, A.A. Ron, that guy. Uh, and he... Uh, <laughs> He's pretty much like text or uh, voice commanding his Amazon Alexa uh, playing Skyrim. And, uh, you know, she's kind of narrating it. Kind of almost like a, a kind of, I would actually play that because it's kind of almost like a Dungeons and Dragons vibe. You know, like Alexa is the game master and you got to, you know, kind of 
you know, do that, um, which I wonder if anybody has ever tried that yet um, with one of those kind of things, uh, kind of make a board game with a with a voice commanded. That would be kind of cool. But anyways, um, so essentially, you know, then he's playing Skyrim on an Etch-A-Sketch, and then he's playing Skyrim on his smart fridge, and it's it was hilarious, uh, which was ironic because uh, I, I watched it through IGN, and um, one of the IGN hosts, uh, I think her name is Alana Pierce, I think, or something like that, she uh, made the comment of, yeah, watch, we'll get a Skyrim port to your Samsung smart fridge or something, and then in that video, uh, <laughs> he was playing it on an actual Samsung smart fridge, and I believe she tweeted out, like, I freaking called it, everyone can suck it, and it was something like along those lines, and it was hilarious, um, but the fact that they made fun of themselves and uh, they just knew that they had kind of gotten ridiculous with porting Skyrim anywhere and everywhere uh, was was a nice little nod to, you know, hey, you know, yeah, we know you guys love Skyrim and you want to play it on anything and everything. Um, which the next port, I'm not going to lie to you guys, the next port I thought they were going to put Skyrim on was kind of dumb it down a little bit and like take all of like the player f- like the the community friendly dungeons and bits and pieces like in quests and stuff and dumb it down to where it was mobile placed on the mobile phone um i thought that was going to be the next announcement for skyrim but they didn't have anything skyrim related other than that video so that was very refreshing that they're not doing anything else with skyrim and they're just going to kind of you know, until Elder Scrolls Six comes out, kind of let it slowly fade into the back of our minds, which is really hard because we don't have an Elder Scrolls game we can play currently. All we have are these continuous Fallout games. But uh, in in the off chance that you know Elder Scrolls Six does release earlier, um, it is just refreshing to know that they're not just gonna keep throwing Skyrim in our face. Um, because now they're going to try and throw this Fallout 76 in our face everywhere. Although, I will say, um, the collector's edition for Fallout 76 looks really cool. You get one of the original uh, power armor helmets, um, which looks really, really cool, and uh, based off the original design. And so, I might have to pick up the collector's edition just for that alone because it's a fully wearable uh, helmet with an actual lamp on it and everything like that. And I think it'd be really cool to have. Um, and <laughs> and then they introduced the map of West Virginia that they created. You know, they always give you like a game map or whatever normally. Um, whenever they, you know, it's, it's usually always in their collector's edition or day one editions. Um and uh Todd Howard he made the comment he's like this map is so cool it glows in the effing dark now of course he said the full word but I don't want to throw an explicit tag on my podcast because it doesn't reach as many of fans but uh so he says that and you know the whole crowd just laughs and the way he said it was like he didn't really he wasn't really sure he wanted to say it but he said it with confidence anyways and it was still 
Bethesda Showcase to me was it's it's always fun. Um, it was kind of cut and dry this year, though. Um, they had a lot of people either talking ahead of their teleprompters, which made for a lot of awkward silences, and it just wasn't all that great. Um, a lot of people said that you know they should have went back to Bethesda Land or whatever you know, kind of like the theme park um, kind of uh, theme that they had to their press conference last year. Um, well, essentially, guys, that's all the E3 talk I have for you this week. Um, again, sorry the podcast is a day late. Um, work's been crazy. Um, oh, big, huge announcement news, uh, for the TGH Radio Theater podcast. Um, I know I originally said that I was going to kind of do different stories every week, and then I said that I was going to kind of continue the fate of the Crowhammer stories. Um, well, I have completely just gone blank on all those ideas. Um, I'm not ending the podcast show for any of you wondering, but, um, however, I am starting a completely, uh, new audio drama play or audio drama series. Um, it's kind of a story that I've kind of wanted to reserve to make into a video game. But because I don't know how to make video games, I can't learn them because they're just ridiculous. But it, it, it's kind of something that I've always wanted to be a video game or maybe even a fan film of this franchise. Um, and I won't say what it is, um, but kind of a fan film or machinima or something of, of a certain franchise. There's, uh, it's, There is a gaming franchise to it. Um, there's also television and TV. Um, Gaming's not so much that important, but um, essentially, I'm going to make a an audio drama. I've had an idea of a story that kind of ties into this world, um, and I, like I said, it, it, it would always be great for a fan film or a machinima using uh, the games or even, you know, a video game proper itself. But it's a story that I kind of want to share with you guys because it's kind of a really cool story that I've kind of brewed um, in this kind of particular fantasy, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic world. Uh, I'm not going to say which one because I'm not going to give away what it is. Um, I'm going to let you guys kind of guess it. But essentially, uh, the fate of the crow, or yeah, yeah, the fate of the crow hammer. That story is kind of just. I kind of left it open-ended, that way, you know, if I wanted to, I didn't have to continue it or anything like that, but there will be a nod to that original uh, episode, um, because that was the first episode I've ever done and everything like that, so there will be a nod to that episode in this new series that I will be, uh, that I'll start working on. As a matter of fact, uh, I've kind of already started working on it. Um, I just have to get some certain audio assets and stuff like that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I have to get certain audio assets and stuff like that. So there may be a little bit longer of a wait for the next episode, uh, or essentially the first episode to air on TGH Radio Theater, um, mainly because I have the story in my head. It's turning it into a play script, and 
I'm going to find actors to portray characters. I'm not going to do all the characters myself. I'm going to find actors to portray the character, uh, some of the characters that I have in mind. I will play some of the characters myself um, just because there's certain ways that I want them portrayed and I could trust another actor to do it, but I kind of want it. It's, you know, kind of my direction of these characters, so I kind of want to do it, you know, to do the character in my own way. Um, but I will be playing the uh, the star of the play, um, essentially, because I do want to be in it, and I will be playing the star. Um, that's not being conceited or anything like that. It's just the character in this story is essentially me. Um, well, not me. It's it, it's me if I was in this universe um, or in this world or, you know, whatever. Um, so it's it's me, but it's not me. It will be my original voice. I won't, you know, do any kind of accents or anything like that with it, but it will be in my original voice. Um, it's kind of a character that he starts off with tragedy and then he ends up kind of taking a turn in his quest and he's influenced uh by several teachers um and you know they kind of show him different things and he uses all of his knowledge to try and help people but then I'm not going to say too much more without you know giving it away but essentially I have the story in my head it's just like I said turning it into a play script and then uh, getting the proper actors for proper characters and then essentially just mixing the crap out of this thing and so essentially like I said the TGH Radio Theater Podcast uh, was supposed to be an every three months thing, but I just could not think of, you know, ways to kind of incorporate new, like a new fresh idea, a new fa- uh, uh, sci-fi or a new fantasy, and I, my mind just kept going to other things, so that's why I'm just going to go ahead and just decide to do a fan audio drama for a certain franchise, and I'm hoping in probably about four weeks, because um, I'm going to try and write the first episode at least, and then I'm going to post the episode, or uh, post the characters with some lines on the voice acting page that I use to uh, try and hire some actors, or uh, just bring on some actors for the project. I can't hire them because I can't get paid um, unless I set up. I, I might set up a Patreon. I don't know, guys. It just kind of depends on if that thing kind of takes off, um, which I'm hoping it does. But um, essentially, my hope is that it does take off and a lot of people like it because it's... Like I said, it's a, it's a cool story that I want to tell, and it, this is right now the best medium that I can tell a cool story like this with. But like I said, i got to get some sound files. I've got to write the first script, get some actors. So I would not expect the first episode uh, of this 
until maybe even, especially with my work schedule the way it is, August, September, the first episode, um, just looking at, you know, kind of a timetable that's reasonable, um, but it's gonna be a big episode, it's not gonna be, you know, nine minute long, uh, short, short play, you know, that's open-ended, no, this, it's gonna be, I'm gonna shoot for 30 to 40 minute long episodes, um, if I can. If not, I may have to break them up into shorter, smaller episodes just because of audio files and everything like that. But I'm thinking it's something that a lot of people are going to like and enjoy, and it's going to be a fun story to tell. Let's put it that way. And essentially, I am going to get a teaser trailer so I can announce what it is. I'm at least going to get that set up and mixed and that will be played uh i'll mix it and play it on this podcast first i'll do the teaser trailer on this podcast first and then i will do it just the single teaser trailer itself on the tgh radio theater podcast and then we'll kind of because I don't need any actors or anything for the teaser trailer. I already have the teaser trailer in mind. Um, matter of fact, I could just write the narrative dialogue for that, and then mix some sounds together and have that done in a few weeks. So an, I expect a the new series to be announced and what it is, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, when I have that teaser trailer done. Um, and so expect that in the next coming weeks, just to give you all a little bit. Um, but essentially, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed E3 if you watched it. If not, I'm sorry my E3 coverage was kind of shoddy. But as always, guys, keep on gaming on, and I will see you guys next week. The Off The Shelf Podcast is a TGH Productions, hosted by Fatal Joystick 69 We hope you enjoyed this new post credit scene. Thank you. Keep on gaming on.